Hello, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Jesse DePlanis. Thank you for tuning into the broadcast today. I'm so excited about today's program. This will be part one, and then next week will be part two. The title of the sermon is, I Never Learned to Doubt. In fact, it's my new book. I'm so excited about this. This book is a year late due to the COVID. We couldn't get anybody to print it and things of that nature because nobody was working. But it's coming out, praise God. And what a blessing it is. It's, it's, it's a blessing of the Lord. From the moment I got saved in 1974, I decided that I was going to believe God. A lifetime of doubting people was behind me. I learned something. You see, before I was saved, I doubted a lot of people. But when I got born again, I got saturated with this book. It's called the Bible. And so I could receive from God. I want you to call a friend, tell him to turn that television on and get, and I, I mean this sincerely because this is going to help you. Doubt is a very terrible thing because it separates you from God, from everybody. You know, if you doubt your wife, there's a separation there. If you doubt your children, there's a separation there. You don't want separation. I'm telling you what, I believe this is going to be the best book I ever wrote, and I want you to get it. My Lord, and I mean that sincerely. I never learned to doubt, but I wanted to preach it a little bit. Of course, I can barely touch it in these two weeks that we're going to preach on it because it's got so much revelation in it. So right now, call a friend, tell him to turn that television on. This is part one of the sermon, I Never Learned to Doubt. Watch and learn. I had many opportunities to doubt, but how can I if I don't know how? I've never learned to doubt. This is the beginning here. Now in Genesis chapter 3, it starts there when everything is perfect. See, doubt shows up when everything is perfect, when everything is going wrong. It doesn't make any difference. It's an intruder. Doubt is an intruder. And it starts with a question. And Eve was just walking around the garden and saw that tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And Satan said, hath God said? He asked her, did God say something? You see what I'm saying? It was the beginning of doubt. She said, well, he said we could eat of all the trees, but one we don't touch lest you die. Then doubt really shows itself and says, you shall not surely die. Because doubt goes from, a, 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 I don't know, what did you say? To an actual manifestation of disobedience. You commit sin. Once doubt has come inside of you, you begin to act on it. So if you've got your Bibles, John chapter 20. Now watch this. This doubt that started in the Garden of Eden traveled centuries to get to a disciple of Christ. In St. John chapter 20, I'm reading out of the Old King James Version. I want to start reading with verse, oh, I guess... Hmm, where do I start, Lord? Ooh, Lord, there's so much here I want to I go over. Let's start with verse 24. I'm going to read a little bit. But Thomas, one of the 12, called Didymus, which means a twin, was not with them when Jesus came. See, there are a lot of disciples are not around when Jesus shows up. You've got to be instant in season and out of season. The other disciples therefore said unto him, we have seen the Lord. Now he's been with these guys three years. But he said unto them, except I shall see in his hands the print of the nails. Now notice how strong doubt is. And put my finger into the print of the nail. Now he says it, now 
He wants to act on it and thrust my hand into his side. Now watch this. I will not believe. Now he's infected. Totally. The same thing that happened to Thomas right there happened to Eve when she ate of that tree. She got infected and her husband got infected. Now this, this is the first showing up of Jesus. And after eight days again, his disciples were within. Now that's a week later. And Thomas with them this time. Then came Jesus, the doors being shut and stood in the midst and he said, peace, possession of adequate resource, be unto you. Some of you that are struggling financially, you don't have peace. So you think peace is, uh, you know, just being nice. And, and when, no, no, peace is possession of adequate resource, whether it be spiritual, physical, or financial. Possess, possession, not confession. I believe in confession, but what you confess, you must possess. Now, once you understand that, you'll, you'll get out of doubt. Or if you're like me, I've never had to unlearn things. Think about that. The hardest thing to do is unlearn something. Once you start a habit, it's hard to quit it or to break it. He says, possession of adequate resource be with you. Then saith he to Thomas. See, Jesus hears what you say. Reach hither thy finger and behold my hands. Notice how the word went red. Reach hither thy hand and thrust it into my side and be not faithless. See, doubt sucks faith out of you. But believing, not just but believe, believing, which means there's no end to it. Faith and belief have no end to it. That's why I say believe the unbelievable. But it's unbelievable. I'm going to deal with that in just a minute. Yeah. But you believing. Time has nothing to do with believing. But believing. And Thomas answered and said unto him, notice this. He says, my Lord. Oh, he's changed now. My Lord and my God. See, a lot of people want Jesus as Savior, but they don't want him as Lord. Because that's pieces of doubt that are in them. My Lord. Then he says, my God. Notice it gets personal when the doubt goes away. Mm -mm. Jesus saith unto him, Thomas, because thou hast seen me, thou hast believed. Blessed are they, now I'm going to shock you when I said that. Blessed is Jesse that have not seen, and yet he believes. Y'all going to have to excuse me. I got to do a little. <laughs> Bless, empowered to prosper is Jesse. Now I know what you're thinking right now. See, doubt coming up. Who do you think you are? Not you. That'd be a good chap chapter. Not you. Not that I'm better than you are. No. I just believed. So I'll read it correctly. You can put your name in there if you like. Thomas, because thou hast seen me, 
thou hast believed. Blessed are they which have not seen and yet have believed. Notice this, three things, except I shall see in his hands. Number two, and put my finger. And number three, and thrust my hand. See, it takes a lot to get to, I will not believe. It takes a lot of action on your part not to believe. I will not believe. He's very adamant about this. Those are three things. Thomas makes a requirement. Except I shall see his hands. One. Two, put my finger. Three, I'm going to thrust my hand in his side. I will not believe. Doubt will not let you look at the bright side of things. Why? Doubt is very temperamental. Write that down. Doubt is very temperamental. Who do you think you are? You think you can do this? You think you can do that? And when you say, yes. Oh. People that work in doubt and live in doubt are temperamental people. Don't shout me down when I'm preaching good. You see, this is what God is trying to get us away from. Why do we have church trouble? Why do people get mad at each other in church? Temperamental. I don't like the way you said that. It didn't make any difference. The Bible said you walk in love. Now you're sounding like brass and a, a cymbal. I've had many opportunities to dislike people, but I don't. But years ago when I was developing, i never forget. See, I've learned to be very truthful, which kind of freaks people out. I walked up to a preacher one time, and I'll never forget this. He said, how you doing, Brother Jesse? I said, I need to ask you a question. And he said, what's that? I said, how come I don't like you? <laughs> now, y'all ain't got the guts to say that. See, because you got doubt. Don't shout me down. Listen to me. I said, how come I don't like you? Because you see, I love everybody. I like people. I'm a people person. But there's something about you I just don't like. And I don't know what it is, so I'm asking you. Now, if I'm wrong, you tell me. Why don't I like you? Why I get scratchy when I get around you? Not that I'm better. I just I wanted an answer because I wanted to like this guy. He said, because I'm in great sin. See, what I was picking up in my spirit, and you have to learn to be spirit to understand what I'm talking about. I was picking up his sin, yet it wasn't revealed to me what it was. I didn't even know what it was. But my spirit would get me scratchy when I get around that guy. I said, well, then it's time to repent. And he did. And I tell you what, I immediately began to like him. Because you see, the Holy Ghost coming here. God has separated me from sin. I am not a forgiven sinner. I am a new creature. I like that statement. If therefore you be in Christ, you're a new creature. Old things have passed away. Behold, and the word behold means look. All things become new. So doubt will not let you look at the bright side of things because it's very temperamental. It doesn't like to be questioned. It will get flat in your face like Satan did to Eve in, in, in Genesis 3. You shall not surely die because see, doubt will produce a lie. But it's not really against you. It's against God. 
Why? Because the first thing God said, light be. He didn't say what the world says. In the beginning, God created heaven and earth, and the earth was our form, and darkness was on the face of the deep, and the Spirit of the Lord God moved upon the water, and God said, light be. God didn't come out and say, boy, it's dark out here, ain't it? Look how dark it is out here. He didn't say that. He said what he wanted, not what he saw. Why? No doubt in him. Light be. Not let there be light. Light be. And light was. Then things started whoo, taking place. So doubt will not let you look at the bright side of things. Doubt is very temperamental. Write this down. The intensity of faith will sometimes make the light of the glorious gospel invisible. You can tell. See, faith has such intensity of light that it makes this gospel. It makes your healing invisible. You don't see it yet. Why? It produces this in your mind. That it, it, uh, you want to study. Uh, it's too good to be true. So that's a blinded person. Believe the unbelievable. How can you do it? See, the reason why you can't do that, you're blind. And the blind lead the blind, they fall in the ditch. See, I'm trying to get you somewhere. That's why I keep telling all you people here at Covenant Church, you're going to get debt free. I can see you blessed in the city, blessed in the field, blessed going in, blessed going out, because I'm not blinded by the intensity of faith. Because it is true. But you see, the intensity of faith will sometimes make the light of the gospel invisible, and you'll say, it's just too good to be true. That's kind of an oxymoron. It's too good to be true. Well, if it's good, why ain't it true? We've been so used to a mixture of bad and doubt that we don't like the taste of true. Hmm. Hmm. I never learned to doubt. I was raised a Catholic boy. I knew two prayers. Hail Mary, our Father. I don't think I ever told the truth in confession. Because <laughs> I was trying to get out with three Hail Marys and three Our Fathers. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Stand up, you bunch of liars. Y'all know what I'm talking about. You lied too. How many of you went to midnight mass? Hold your hand up. Hold it up. Put it down. How many of you went drunk? Stand up. Don't lie. Because Midnight Mass is celebrating Christmas. You've been drinking all the way. <laughs> yeah. I never learned to doubt. So since I didn't, and I don't mean this to be uh, derogatory against the Catholic Church, because may, I'm going to make this announcement. It's going to freak everybody out. I'm still Catholic. <laughs> Look at some of y'all. Well, I didn't get excommunicated. I didn't get thrown out the church. How many of y'all been raised Catholic? Hold your hand up. Was you thrown out the church? You still on the road. You still one of the, you, you one of the, you still on the road. How many of you been thrown out of a Baptist church? Don't lift your hand. No, no, don't worry about that. No, I'm, that's just a joke. I'm sorry. Ooh. Oh, 
<laughs> you see, the intensity of faith will sometimes make the light of the gospel invisible. Why? Write this down. The most blessed state to live in is to believe without physical proof. That's the most blessed state to live in, is to believe without physical proof. Why? Hebrews 11, verse 1. Now faith is. That's enough right there. The substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. So when I don't see something, I have it because I'm living in a blessed state. Thank you. <laughs> I like that. See, that's a totally contrary to the natural mind. It's contrary to people who doubt because they're temperamental. They're looking for belief and it's been camouflaged as doubt. And that's just too good to be true. Ladies and gentlemen, you must guard, and I use that word guard, yourself from the idea of, watch this, that's just too good to be true. You see, sometimes people start out trying to believe, then they give up. They're blinded by the idea that what God said is, that's too, that, that can't be, that's too good to be true. You see, they're blinded by that. See, that's what doubt does. Sometimes guilt and shame are linked to doubting God. That makes it even worse. And then you get that unworthy feeling. Oh, and that's a terrible thing. Unworthiness was preached more than love when I was growing up. Let me talk about that for a minute. But you've heard it all your life. Man, I ain't worthy. You ain't worthy. Boy, who do you think you are? You know, how can you believe for that? How can you even get that? You see, that's doubt talking mixed up with religion. And buddy, that's a concoction you don't want to taste, you don't want to eat. When I made Jesus Lord of my life, something happened. A floodlight came inside of me. Boom, the light came on. That day, I cut a new path in life, one without doubt. Don't get mad at me for saying that. I mean, I have no doubt in my life. When I got born again, I said, this Bible can't lie because in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God, and the Word was with God. And God says, I'm not man that I can lie. Think about that, man. So I said, well, you know what? If he says that, I'm going to believe that no matter what I see, what I hear, what I taste, what I smell, or in other words, my five senses. Listen, doubt is dangerous to the plan that God has for you. I want to believe God with you. And we want to shut down any doubt you may be struggling with, spiritually, physically, financially. Remember, most time people pray by what they see. You see, and that changes it and, and forms your prayer when you ought to pray according to this Bible. Oh, Lord, according to this book. That's what it's all about. Can I pray for you right now? Father, in Jesus' name. I come boldly to the throne of grace with these petitions and supplication with thanksgiving. Lord, I say thank you in advance. Calling those things would be not as though they were. I rebuke all doubt in people's lives, spiritually, physically, financially. Lord, I ask you to erase the past. Erase that concoction of religion and doubt put together to make people think that unworthiness. Lord, let that be gone and let people receive from who you are. Satan, I get great pleasure in telling you, get under these people's feet. We bind you today in the name of Jesus, and we speak the word of God by faith into their lives. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. I went to preaching on that prayer, didn't I? Glory to God, because it's so true. 
You know, if we could just get rid of, just erase the doubt. Do you know how wonderful it is? Let me tell you what it would be. It would be living on earth as if you're living in heaven. That's a fact. The Our Father prayer. Think about it. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done. Where? On earth, in earth, however you want to say it, as it is in heaven. You know, people get so angry at me sometimes because I'm a man full of joy. Why? Because I got more, more faith in you? No, I don't think I have any more faith than anybody else. But I might have a little more obedience. But I have no doubt in my life. It's a great thing. This, this sermon, oh, Jesus, I wish I could just keep you there for about nine hours so I could preach this thing. I put it in my new book called I Never Learned to Doubt. Now, this is the whole story. It will bless you. I encourage you to order my book, I Never Learned to Doubt. It's a good title, isn't it? And I ask you to get a copy for your friend because your friend probably got some doubt in their life too. I believe, in fact, I'm going to just say it. I believe it will change your life. But Jesse, how do I get it? Just go to jdm.org for all the ordering information jdm.org, you'll get it. Let me tell you something. Doubt is one of the biggest cancers that's ever been placed on the backs of Christian people. And sad to say, it's come from the church. Well, I know God said that, but you're not worthy, boy. You're not this, you're not that. No, you are what Jesus says you are. But I don't feel worthy. Well, sometimes you don't feel married, but you are. Sometimes you don't feel like going to work, but you do. Sometimes you just don't feel like doing nothing. You've got to get up and go do something. You see, you understand what I'm saying? You're not move, you, 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 you overcome feeling. Feeling is an emotional thing. It just flips and turns with every wave that comes its way. But when you live by faith, when you have no room for doubt inside of you, oh, Jesus, it's a great, great way to live. You know, people say, Jesse, you smile all the time. Thank you for saying that. I appreciate that. And I've had some say, you know, when are you going to retire? Don't think so. I doubt that. <laughs> I doubt that. You know why? God has given me so much energy for a man my age. You know what I mean? My Lord. And you know what it is? It's because when I read the word of God, it's so present tense for me. When I read Genesis 1, in the beginning, God, I go, oh, man, he's about ready to create the earth in my mind. Oh, it's just a wonderful thing. Are you getting this? I hope you are, because I'm going to tell you something. It's a great way to live, oh, Jesus, without any doubt. So when God tells me to do something unbelievable but impossible, the next word he says, it's doable. Now, if you didn't get it all, get the book. I'm, telling you, I'm not just trying to sell you the book. Listen to me. It will change your life. I'm telling you, it will minister to you. So do that right now, and you'll be blessed. Hallelujah. Stay right there. I'll be back in just a moment to speak another word to you. I hope you're enjoying this. I'm enjoying it, and I, I promise you, doubt will leave you. Watch. Did you know that doubt is a habit? Yes, it is. You aren't born a doubter. You learn to doubt over time. In my book, I Never Learned to Doubt, you will learn something. And what is that? To go back in time and regain what was lost so that you can enjoy more peace, more joy, more favor, and more blessing. The wonder of faith is a pure thing. It's a childlike thing. And faith is the only thing that God responds to. When you never learn to doubt, life is so much better. I never learned to doubt. It's my new book. Get it today. Now, what makes a person a great person is vision. The only way that the physical eyes are going to see it, that you must see it with your spiritual eyes. Don't try to reconcile sense and faith. See, faith goes beyond the intellect. Jesse Duplantis' 2021 
Visionary Conference. Throw away your clock. God will put the time on that thing, and it'll come quicker than you think. You are a winner going somewhere to win. The 2021 Visionary Conference, July 15th and 16th. Register online today. I want to thank all my partners for the courteousness and the politeness of your faithful financial support. You've never doubted me. I've never doubted you. Both of us never doubted God. This ministry is running like a gazelle. You understand? Now listen to this. In 45 years of full-time ministry, 45 years, we never have and never will have a financial deficit. Never had one. Why? I never doubted you. You never doubted me. Let me say it again. Both of us never doubted God. Your faithful financial support goes 100% into world evangelism. You trusted me. I trusted you. You said, I will bless this man's ministry because I know that what he says is what he lives. And I trust you, my partner, because what you say is what you live. Think about that. 45 years, and I don't mean to sound arrogant, I have a global ministry. It takes mil not million, I wish it did take a million, millions and millions of dollars a month to run this ministry. But you know what? It's the easiest thing in the world. Why? I never doubted you. You never doubted me. We both never doubted God. Thank you for your faithful financial support. What? That's, I just saw myself like you were holding me up like they held Moses' hands up. Hey, I, want, I got an offer for you. For your May partnership, you can get my message. Listen to the title, How to Be a Devout Dissolver of Doubts. That's the primary job of a believer, to dissolve doubts. You know, faith matters in more places than just church. Faith matters in every area of your life. This message is a great companion resource for my book, I Never Learned a Doubt. It will help you dissolve those doubts that hold you back. I'm telling you, it'll work. How do I get it, Brother Jesse? Go to JDM.org for all the ordering information. Isn't it wonderful that you can have websites and things of that nature? Let me say that again. I never doubted you. Partner, never. You've never doubted me. Both of us never doubted God. You know how many people have been saved? Are you ready for this? Since January 2020 to right now, we've had over 17 million people Contact us through views, comments, everything. Is that amazing? That's not counting broadcast. I think well, maybe it is counting broadcast television too. But I mean, maybe not. I mean, it's just so much of it. I, I'm looking at because I, I see these. I see, are these figures correct? Yeah, because I came kicking and screaming on social media. I said, I don't want to do that. I have enough work to do. But you know what? I'm so glad I have. Thank you, partners, for blessing us. As you sow your seed today, you believe with a hundredfold. Next week, part two of I Never Learned to Doubt. See you later. Bye-bye. You see, heaven is wonderful. And I said, what am I doing here? He said, you have an appointment. Heaven, Close Encounters of the God Kind, is celebrating 25 years of transforming lives. Order your copy today at JDM.org. Jesse Duplantis Ministries is reaching people and changing lives one soul at a time more than ever before online. So like us on social media, subscribe to our YouTube channel, and stay connected to all the exciting things happening at Jesse Duplantis Ministries. Sometimes we need to be brought to the end of our wits. Oh God, I'm about to go cry. I don't know what to do, Lord. Well, if you quit doubting, you get it. 
that you may come to the beginning of your faith. I've been there, ladies and gentlemen. I was at the point sometime I went, I've done everything.